we are not millennials, we are matured. Brought up on collaboration as an art form, delivered as value. Hey, Mr. Stevio. Hey, Mr. Moran. How you doing? Ah, I'm good. Batteries fully recharged after two weeks in France. Is that right? You're actually not more knackered than when you left. Yeah, I feel more <laughs> knackered. I actually, I think I need two more weeks of vacation just to wind down from the vacation. I know how you feel. So you went to France. Let's have a quick five-second recap. You did lots of swimming. You burnt your ears on the water tunnels no i didn't burn them no no no. i stumped my toe so you it got your all toe. blue and red i actually got glass in my other foot um i actually went down the water slide so many times that the day after my ears were um my muscles in my ears were all <laughs> um how do you call that um strained blue yeah. green yeah something like that yeah um so sounds yeah, like that, you had fun I got a swollen eye. Uh, oh, well, anyway, let's, let's stop. All the that. usual holiday stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it was fun, yes. You We're, went to one place, though. You just settled in for the two weeks. Yeah, we went to the Ardèche region. Beautiful, beautiful region. Excellent. Um, yeah. Well, I road-tripped around the UK. Nice. Oh, I did. Yes, because my beautiful daughter, Anna, uh, graduated, so we uh, went Woo-hoo. over to... Yes, she did. And she's actually uh, now published. I saw that the university published, published one of her stories, oh, nice. which was really good news. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we kind of went to uh, uh, Cornwall, um, and uh, we dropped off a few places there. Then we went to Cardiff, so I went to Wales, talking of which, discovered some Welsh whiskey that I've been wanting to taste forever, and I've brought some to taste a little bit later on. So uh-huh, we are uh-huh, going to taste uh-huh. Welsh whiskey at the end of nice. this podcast. Um, and then we went on to Stratford-upon-Avon, which was really, really Ooh. good. So, uh, yeah, I saw some Shakespeare, which was excellent. Um, uh, really good. And I saw some Gilbert and Sullivan. I am the captain of the pinafore. Yeah, I think I did that on the last podcast as well. Mm-hmm. But we saw it at the Minnick Theatre, which is a theatre the that is seaside. outdoors. Yes. Yeah, hanging I over saw the that. That was beautiful. I that have looked great. never been in a theatre where I've seen uh, a dolphin jumping in the water. So literally, by the as we were looking at the stage, there was okay. dolphins and seals sitting there going, "Oh, what's going off coming out the sea?" It nice. was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's cool. It was good fun. So uh, wildlife fun. adventures. Yeah, so it was a road trip. I mean, we did a lot of thousands of kilometers, and uh, <laughs> uh, so that's good. it was. That's so fun. I'm the one that should be more tired. Yeah. And, uh, of course, everybody in England had problems getting on their holidays with Brexit. So they had Apparently. eight or nine hours of delays. But yeah. we luckily missed all of that uh, uh, because we came back on the Friday. So, yes, I'm all refreshed and ready to go and motivated. Nice. Even though it was a bit tiring. So, yes, that was my holiday. Good. Good, um, good. Did you bring any whiskey back with you? I did not. I, we actually finished two bottles of whiskey. <laughs> 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 yes. <clears throat> so Well, I, uh, I came back with... Four started. No, two started and two 
not. I bought a Ben Riak Rian Riak Ben Riak. Yeah, yeah, Ben Riak from the boat. A small batch mm. finished in quarter casks from mm. you nowhere. Mm. Yes, we haven't <laughs> tasted that yet. We might do that a little afterwards because mm. it's well worth that the sounds taste. Sounds good because uh, the weather is brilliant. So we was, might, yeah. yeah, yeah, we might just sit out there mm. and watch the uh, stars go down. That was good. Um, I picked up a Jura finished off in a rye cask. I know yeah. Jura is fourteen year old. Yeah, yeah, that was neat. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't remember what the other one was. I had two to taste. Oh, no, wasn't that one. That was separate. I can't remember. Ah. And I picked something else up as well. I thought, yes, I'll have some of that. So yeah. I came back with four, two partly finished. Uh, okay. And uh, so I needed a really strong petered one. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the one that I we tasted earlier. The one from Sunny Wales. So there ah. it is. So good luck. Good, good holiday. Not too bad. All set now for a busy rest of the year. Exactly. <laughs> because what we always do is we just apply for tons of conferences and sometimes we get picked. And this time, well, we get picked for a few of them. We have. And I think a lot of it's down to you guys listening to us and, and circulating it around. I think, Muchas uh, gracias. Yes, very much. So, so the rundown, if you want to come and see us doing a few bits and bobs, um, then uh, I have a, a webinar which I'll send out, which uh, Siskit have asked me to uh, to present for them. Uh, that's in September. Uh, you are Collab Day Collab Days in the Netherlands. Yes, it's a free of charge event. So come join us if you are nearby. It's going to be funny. September the 16th. Yes, I'm talking at, um, about Teams meetings. Talking about Teams meetings. I've got an unusual one. I'm doing a security one uh, on uh, September, towards the end of September, as a, a day's conference in Brussels. Okay. Um, and that's going to be interesting. I think I am talking about how you can protect, how the the content protection and the security team can work with each other and how they have to align with each other. Why can we be friends? <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's, it's, it's kind of... Uh, okay. Yeah, so that was that. And I'm just going to click on to the next list. Yeah, here. yeah, so, yeah. So and then we're doing stuff together. Yes, yes, South yes, South Coast yes. Summit, folks. Exactly. So actually, that's going to be a super busy week because that week will be Ignite. Yes. Um, live from Seattle. We're not going to be live from Seattle. Um, we but will there's prob- a reason for that. We were planning on going to Seattle, but we'll get to exactly. that in a minute. Yeah. So we will be probably live from South Coast Summit because if you go to the South Coast Summit website, you can register for to be there on Thursday uh free of charge yes they'll provide lunch drinks um i don't think there will be adult beverages but there will be in the evening um so we will probably be there as well i'm i'm thinking i can't resist this but will there be some adult entertainment in the evening oh Uh, sorry i didn't ask that i'll edit that out later (laughs) probably no so that's thursday that'll be good fun we're planning on doing that exactly because on friday we're doing a whole day workshop boom on our adoption and change uh what podcast so all of that all the barcelona tapes tapes, yes so that's really exciting we're looking forward to that so and if you're in england uh that's the place to be uh it is uh on 15 15th thank you friday the 14th yes because then you're going to catch a train plane and automobile something like that get back into belgium because uh-huh. you're speaking at collab brussels on the saturday yes and i'm speaking again uh, continuing uh, at uh, southampton 
yep. for the South Coast Summit. So that is going to be incredibly busy. <laughs> it's busy, that busy, busy. September, yes. Uh, and October, that is uh, uh, yeah. cool. And then you do ESPC? I am talking at ESPC. Boy. Yes, yes, yes. First time ever talking to on the European SharePoint Conference. And, dear listeners, for that European SharePoint Conference, we have a 10% discount. We do. We so have a discount tote. Marina's got the details. Drum if roll. you go there and you fill in the code OFFICE365DISTILLED in one word, um, at the checkout, you will get an extra 10% discount on top of that early bird sale that is currently going on. And as I said last time, you read all of that, didn't you? Uh, yes. <laughs> In the last yes. podcast. Yeah, really good. Yep. We, haven't, we haven't got teleprompters here. We've just got the email that was sent to us Yes, with a great <laughs> offer. Thank you, guys. Uh, yes, remember the keyword there is Office 365 Distilled. you got a great title as well. I love the title of your session, Wow Your Coworkers. Exactly. It's going to be all about uh, conditional formatting. Nice. And all the kinky stuff you, you can do. Going back it. to that, you did that when it first came out in SharePoint. Yes, so yes yeah, neat. but so many things have changed now. I've been aware just recently about how we tend to look for the latest and greatest, and we're going to talk a little bit about the latest and greatest in this session. But when you think about these sessions that you want to do, you kind of forget there's still a whole bunch of people that have got no idea that are just dealing with the basics yep. that still don't know what a team and channel is and still don't blah 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 mm-hmm. i get a lot of questions and that's stupid because we see it every single day so yeah yeah wow your co-workers so we've covered the uk people who can come and see us doing our practical adoption and change workshop but what about our north american friends yeah we don't want to leave you out so we have been invited to Microsoft 365 conference in Las Vegas. Ray wanted to go to Las Vegas. He gets his wish. <laughs> uh, yes. So on December the 9th, we are going to be presenting uh, the workshop for a day uh, at the MGN Grand uh, in Las Vegas as part of that conference. Uh, I mean, we have to do it. We really <laughs> yeah. tried to refuse. Uh, we kind <laughs> of, you know, sat down for at least three or four seconds and went okay if we really must yeah so yeah so december is that the only real problem is my kids will expect really good christmas presents now yeah yeah <laughs> um we ah. will find a whiskey venue for anybody that's at the conference so we'll do that in fact anybody that knows vegas and knows of a good whiskey venue oh let then, us know yes hashtag yeah. it to us on uh, twitter or uh, facebook yeah. because we do want to set that up um on the friday night on the 9th i think we'll after the yeah. event we'll we'll hold a bit of a uh, a bit of a down last night before we leave i guess yeah something like that yeah yeah, yeah. if we're still capable if we've been there a week <laughs> all right so that's us we've if got we still have any money left time. yes that is true yeah so that's been quite interesting but i think the ignite thing will be good um and this this idea of a localized distributed conference and so yeah it's what they did with uh built and with inspire, inspire. they're doing it again so as well, yeah. yeah but I've, I've heard a lot of voices complaining uh, because all the other big conferences are all in person full attendance few thousand people so yeah some people are kind of complaining like microsoft why can't you do this well the reason microsoft are doing it is because they're being very conscious of you know the environment and all that kind of stuff that's and true they've got those uh 
key objectives and, and key results. Those that OKRs. They set. Yeah, yeah, OKRs. Funny enough, OKRs. We'll cover that one in a minute <laughs> or two. <laughs> um, but yes, and so if you imagine flying thousands of people into one location, so they're trying to minimize that kind of carbon footprint yeah, but for these events. Yeah, but it's not fun. I know it's not. But then again, when has carbon footprint ever been fun? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, it's designed to take away yes. those big V8 10-liter yeah, engines. True, true, true. It's but then to, you know, again, I, did, I was driving on those small windy roads in the Ardèche, and the fun thing was, because I could now park my car next to the house that we were renting, I was able to charge it every day. So I was driving 40 kilometers elect on electric power every day. And I have to say, those little winding roads are super fun on electric power. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah, I mean, whenever I've had an electric vehicle, because my electric vehicle does not actually turn up until March next year. Yeah. 14 freaking months after oh I ordered it. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Because I did get to drive it over the summer. By, I had to go and rescue my family from the UK when I didn't think I was going to, so that was good. Well, we've been rabbiting on for yeah. I don't know how long. Uh, oh, there we go, way 12 minutes or so. But that's fine. So we've got, we're going to be around... We would love to see anybody on the podcast. If ever you get a chance to see us, um, if you go to um, uh scroll down the page, there's a full itinerary of the places we're at. We'll keep that updated. Um, yep. And, of course, our usual social media channels uh, will be covered. Check. All right. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. So today. So that was our key result. Yes. Activity covered. Yes. Our key result, our yep. initiative. Yeah. Which, of course, everybody, and I'm afraid we are falling in line with everybody else, because today or around these last day or so, uh, Viva Goals went live. Went GA. Went GA. And we've we've been proudly pounding our chest for the last 95 episodes saying, we are not a news podcast. No, we're not. Today, we are going to change that, and we are going to talk about the latest and greatest. No, Viva we're not. Goals. But... We're going we, to do it our way. Exactly. All right, we, we can, we're not going to tell you which buttons to press because we know we'll get it wrong. And Kevin will then send lots of <laughs> tweets and say, guys, no, you got that wrong. Kevin, the, uh, the Viva Explorer extraordinaire. <laughs> 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 yes. Hi, guy. I hope you're smiling at this point in time. Yes. But that's fine. So, yeah, the number one guy. We did invite him onto the podcast. I saw him when I was, was over in uh, Commsverse and said, mm. hey, let's do a session. So that's perhaps something we should pull together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think the, yeah. the Viva Explorers have yeah. probably got a lot to teach us all. But it is interesting that the whole Viva package is kind of coming together as a an app. So here's my prediction that will never happen. So you know like you get Chromebooks. Uh, yeah, yeah, those gonna, uh, cheap notebooks. Yeah, you're going to yeah. get team books in in a, in a year. <laughs> those operating system will be MS Teams with a mm. little bit of Windows underneath it. Mm -hmm. All right, and uh, Moraine's now staring at me. So I can't say anything. I can't com I can't confirm or deny that that's oh. going to happen. No, no, it's just my fantasizing it. But everything goes into Teams. So uh, I have something else as well about this. There are now so many Viva apps. You can basically. Re fill up the left-hand bar with all the Viva apps yeah. that Got Microsoft are trying now. to get you to do. Yeah. So I think we need a sub-menu on that left-hand bar, a Viva button that gives you a sub-menu. Oh, we, we definitely need a new left-rail navigation on Teams because, yeah, you can only fit so many of them in and you've got already so many things in there. So. Yeah. Dear Jeff, 
<laughs> we need a Viva button that will allow you to click on it and choose one of the apps. Anyway, look, yeah, so Viva Goals, along with a few other Viva products, was announced. Uh, was it Inspire that it first got kind of announced? Mm, and the other one that I've been reading around today like was that. Viva Community, Viva Experiences, the Yammer one. Oh, yeah, the Yammer one. Yeah, that was actually talked about um, Engage, Viva Engage. Engage. Viva Engage that yeah. was talked about at uh, Inspire. I haven't really looked into it because that was all during my holidays and I didn't get time to get back together. But But, but let's be honest. What we're seeing within MS Teams is exactly what it was designed to do, which is to take an application. Let's take SharePoint. There's a good one. And let's then put a front on it that looks like it does exactly what it does. Everything the same, yeah. But it gives you that package where you can control everything from. So The lightweight Exactly. yeah. So MS Teams basically is allow, allowing you to it's basically running a you know a, a front sheet on front of all this stuff so that it can then add intelligence into it. And we've had this conversation before, so I'm not going to get into too much detail. But typically, example is that rather than having the Yammer effect, we now get an Viva, engage. Yeah, uh, but basically feels and looks and acts a little bit like Yammer with on steroids. Um, it is, yeah, get it in is. there, yeah. Uh, for them. for what I've seen, it is just Yammer with some yeah, but normal bolt ons. But if you think about it, or if if they decided to revamp Yammer, nothing would change with the data behind the scenes. It would just be the UI that changes, yeah, and true. then they would yeah. build some functionality. Yeah. So they're doing exactly the same as that in MS Teams, mm-hmm. and so they're doing it as an MVP. So Viva Engage, uh, and it will get better, and it will get done. And if it allows, if it adds in that collaboration to it then I think it will start to add value. They just put it in a better place for it to add value. Yeah. And but that's one more app on the Office 365. Do you know Big how many, table of elements. Do you know how many Teams apps there are now in the, uh, oh, in the app? A gazillion, a Brazilian. A Brazilian. Yes. Well, there are 1,710 okay. to be very practical, which okay. has gone up, I think, 300 since I looked uh, in the springtime. Yeah. So it is what the tool is designed to do. Yeah. All right. So um, to do that. Now, um, so we have Viva Goals, uh, which is Microsoft application. In this case, it is a brand new application. So it's not just repackaging an existing one. But they, they just bought it and, they and bought rebranded it, it and, and they but that's okay. basically that's fitted okay. it into MS Teams. You, yeah, you yeah, all yeah. know this. You all saw the the press releases, I'm sure. Um, but yes, it has this concept Ooh, of trick question. Do you know what it was called before they bought it? Yes, I did. I had it on the side of my board. Oh, okay. Wasn't it OKR? Uh, Ali.io. Ali.io. Yes. Good. Well remembered. That's very unlike you. Mm, yeah, how, how I know. How can you remember that? Yeah. So do you still know where the letters A-D-K-A-R stand for Ad-car, in Adcar? Uh, <laughs> awareness, desire, knowledge, analysis, and... Ability. Ability, close. Ability. And... Do you know what these five letters are? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I asked you. So we need you to come hey. to Southampton and to Vegas to remind us what those are. Yes. Repetition. <laughs> Repetition. Something like try that. it again. Yeah, Off like a try it again. Yes. To, to reinforce it. Reinforce. There we yes. go. Yes. Repetition. Right, yes. Good. You see, when you have a creative mind, you're not supposed to remember this. You're supposed to be constantly innovative. It's not a bad memory. It's, it's true. about constantly revisiting and improving. Exactly. 
That's good bullshit, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. That's very good bullshit. So, yes. Yes. so anyway, goals, yes. So basically what this is designed to do is to provide a corporate angle to defining the organization's objectives so that the people at the bottom of the organization can see and have value in what they're adding into the organization. So if I'm doing a job and my boss has told me to do the job, the idea of this application in straight terms is to be able to allow me to see what part of my efforts are being made to further the corporate objectives? I think it's you know, great. You know what I think? I that know what it you is? think. You're about to tell me. Yeah. So what I think is that after two years of COVID, everybody working from home, everybody slacking off, everybody doing the bare minimum to not get fired, companies <laughs> now need to make sure that they can find a way to track what you're actually doing without installing a keystroke counter on your laptop. I think that's what it is. Do we know that there's no keystroke counter actually included in the app? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, that's a premium. Oh, so, you, yes, so you think this is actually called Viva Big Brother? It is. It is. Okay. It is. But no, no, all, all joking aside, I, I do see value in the idea of communicating the company's objectives to everyone but point <laughs> oh that's it <laughs> oh that's it yes yes i see uh, yeah the, the problem is i've been a consultant for so too long. long too long way too long mate way too long you need to become a business conductor i'm i'm going in and out of companies um just helping them do a thing for two weeks three months six months and then I'm out and I'm doing like three of them at the same time. And I don't get emotionally attached to the company. So I don't feel connected to the goals that they want to do as a company. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Have you worked with somebody in the business that's actually employed by the business, okay, that is never that that you know is not really enjoying their job, that you know, that doesn't really believe that what the company does, it they just turn up at eight and they go at five and they don't really give a shit what happens outside. Yeah. Now, have you so okay, yeah. and is that person adding value to the organization? Yeah, because they're doing their work but adding value. Uh, you know, you're adding value when you're actually doing something that has benefit to everybody else. If you're doing the same old thing day in, day out without actually putting any effort in, then I would question whether there's any real value in it. Yeah. All right? Gotcha. If you're not looking for a constant improvement, if you're not looking a way to do something quicker or cheaper or, you know, yep. uh, motivated to help other people. And, yeah. and I think that uh, Microsoft's current report was suggesting they've, they've, there's a, if you can actually dig it out, it's worth doing because I've had a look at it, the whole thing, but they do every quarter a big report on how workers are doing. Um, yes. yes. A lot of other people have done it in the lockdown, of course. Yeah. But one of the stats that we've just seen um, is saying that 75% people, 75% of the current workforce are looking for more purpose in their role. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the lockdown and not being and only doing the bare minimum, but that's because they're not motivated by you know, peer-to-peer -peer conversations and things. Yeah. And they're they not in see. the building. They're not breeding the company. No. So, And, and how many yeah, companies you have you detached. stepped into where it's been clear to you that 
everybody is well aware of the corporate direction and strategy and what they're going to achieve this year. Just let's take this advantage. You've been in lots of companies. So yep. how many, name one or two of them that it was very clear that everybody knew what the corporate goals and objectives were. There are a few like startup, 20 people companies. Yeah. That, but let's, that, that's, that's an outlier in this case. But so generally? Generally, no. No. Nobody. I'm... I'm interested in the, in the organization I've been to. I tend to be fairly high-ish up in the organization. I'm not mm -hmm. at board level by a long, long way anymore because obviously I go in as a consultant. But because I focus around the governance and the processes, I tend to be at the kind of upper management level. Mm -hmm. And I and I, you still talk to people that have got no real idea of you know why they're necessarily doing something other than it's a local goal and objective and, and you know, uh, we need to roll out Microsoft 365. But they don't see the lines or the arms that link it into the existing processes. Yeah. We need to sell more widgets. We need to drive down costs. Yeah, okay. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so so I think that's what this, this tool is trying to do. It's trying to... Uh, and the old OKR thing, by the way, this is not a Microsoft invention, yeah? yeah. I mean, they, they realized that there was... Um, you know, Harvard and all the other big kind of five said, hey, you know, the organizations really need to be more transparent and more communicative about what the board level are doing. And, and But we've been doing that with KPIs and, and smart goals and things like that. Have they achieved it, though? No. So, therefore, this might. True. True. Yeah. It's like dieting. When you tried Montignac diet, <laughs> you tried the uh, lentil soup every day for a two weeks a diet, and now you're going all full zero carb thing. And yeah, yeah, you just try until something sticks. I actually think that what you've just said is fairly irrelevant to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure it is. But what uh -huh. you were implying was this is just another fad. Yes. Like KPIs and like smarts and I, all I, that kind I, of stuff. No, well, it's smart goals and KPIs are definitely needed because you need to go somewhere. You need to have a sense of direction. You need to know where you're going and what you need to do to achieve it. As an individual, though, or maybe a team. Yeah. Or a department, or a division, or an, a, a local thing in a country, or whatever. Yeah. But but all of that is localized. Yeah. It, it doesn't reach out very far. No. Because you have no visibility of why you're doing this, other than what your boss tells you to sure, do. Sure, but then you can just have an intranet page in SharePoint and just say, these are our objectives, this is what we want to do this year. All right, and then so how would that tell us why your role is so important in that process. Um, well, it could do, yeah, couldn't it? It could yeah, sit there and build say... build management and, and management. means that somebody has to build all yeah. those pages and put the links in yeah. and identifies them and For constantly us, update them. For us, SharePoint consultants, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but I... No, I, no, no. I've, I've built... Uh, since I've been uh, my current client uh, with my change site, I think I'm up to 97 pages okay. built. All right, I can't keep. In fact, if I do the multi-language pages, we're probably 160 different pages. Yeah. Not that I wrote them in multi-languages, but I had to at least get them done and built. But it, 
they're just staticky kind of pages with links in between the two. It's true. That you just distribute for a particular purpose. Mm-hmm. So I remember a time, uh, and it, I, I still think it works somewhere, but uh, it used to be better on-premise. And that was Microsoft Project. So Microsoft yeah. Project actually had three levels of server. The first level of server that did the program management, okay, it kind of said this is our projects and what they're going to deliver. And underneath that, the next level, you had the individual projects and then you had the client applications and they were all linked. So you could not generate a project unless it was tied into a program. Yeah. And then you understood the value of it. Yeah. So if you take that analogy in an organization you've worked for, do uh, the the organizations that have that project portfolio model tend to have more clarity about what they're trying to deliver and how well it's been delivered yeah is that not what this is trying to do it's trying to give you a set of tools and we're going to start getting onto the governance around it in a minute but it's trying to give you a set of tools and framework that is visual to everybody mm-hmm. that allows you to automate a lot of the updates and gives you a status and a picture of of where you're at i think that's the value of this it's that ability to for me to look upwards and see what i'm doing and for the organization to look downwards and see how it's doing yeah i i totally agree it it gives you a lot of visibility in what top management wants to do for the company where your team needs to go to and what you need to do in order to be successful for the organization yeah yeah i just miss a little block and that is benefits so if i deliver all my tasks that i need to deliver am i going to get a bonus am i going to get few extra holiday days that i, I kind of want to see this tied to the what's in it for me thing or do i just need to do it for the love of the company we always do it for the love of the company of or course. the love of the money at the end of the yeah week month or maybe That's it's really just question. just i like that maybe it's not it's you not getting fired at the end of the day maybe that's the thing have you seen um mark zuckerberg from facebook um it leaked online it was brilliant um had uh, his his annual uh, whatever talk to all the employees and he was raving for 40 minutes that we only need highly motivated people. We only need high flyers, people that will do absolutely 100% of their job. And after 40 minutes, somebody in the audience said, yeah, but what about those COVID sick days? Are we still getting them this year? <laughs> so I believe that guy got fired as well. <laughs> so anyway, but no, I, I kind of want to see that because it's brilliant. I see... My uh, company goals, I see my, my, my team goals, my own goals. But how does that tie to back to me? Like, what do I get out of that? It's a great question. I don't know. What do I get out of it? Well, I, I get to see a little bit like when I'm working in Agile. I get to see what I'm delivering into. So I'm delivering into deliver. If I was doing Agile user stories, I'm delivering into a feature. And I'm uh, iteratively delivered every two weeks or whatever the the the, uh, uh, the the period is for the Scrum, and then I get that to see that rolled up into the product 
and I get to see that at the end. And then uh, I get to understand where that fits into in terms of epics that we're supporting. So in some ways, when I'm working on my key requirement or my KR, um, which is more letters than we have to try and remember now, so okay. OKR, it is key requirements, key deliverables, key re- key results. Thank yeah. you. I knew, I knew it was about monitoring. There we go. Anyway, yes. So it, when I'm actually updating my results and I see them updating up the tree, then the idea is that I do get to see the benefits that I have in the company. So if there are 77% of the people that feel they don't kind of understand the purpose of their role anymore, then that is what this is. There's one of the tools that is going to try and fix this. Yeah, is that they see where they fit in the bigger picture. Because we are in the middle of the, the great resignation, as they call it. The great it. resignation, yeah. yes, I've heard that term a so few times now. So the gig economy, everybody's quitting their job and starts <laughs> making drawings on Etsy. I uh, had a, a, one of those scenarios this week where somebody thought they were being helpful, yeah, mm-hmm. by giving somebody else a piece of information. And the piece of information was, but we're we're going to MS Teams. We're migrating from one thing. We're going to put voice on MS Teams. And the person they were talking to was uh, one of the big voice over IP suppliers that provided the voice over IP with the audio codes box and everything else. So they assumed they needed to reconfigure that box for MS Teams. So they started doing the work. No PO raise, no everything else. This person was just saying, I need that security fix. We're going to MS Teams. And they were going, well, there's nothing on there for MS Teams. We better really get you started. So I walked in after my holiday to a bunch of people going, we're all confused because we thought we were doing this. <laughs> but now this supplier is doing that. And I thought we were doing that. And we were doing oh, <laughs> So boy. the first yeah. thing I had to walk into was, okay. I, I get it. I I don't understand it. But it was just somebody going, you need as much information as I can give you so that you can schedule this security update on that box. But then this person was saying, but yeah, but you need more than just a security update if that's what you're going to do. And in fact, we had another box over here that needed to have all of that work on yeah. it. But it's so easy to, to lose track. So having a kind of tool here, even though it's a little high level, all right? And I think that's where this is the MVP. Even if I have a little ability to go and see the corporate objective all right the kind of way we're going to measure that results and how we're going to deliver it the initiatives we're putting in place to drive that and the work that i'm doing as part of that initiative then i understand the logic of of what i'm doing and where that fits into play yes and and it it all feels very american to me like, yeah, I'm part of this company. It's like that famous, um, uh, what's the... Um, Office? No, the the president of the US. Um, no, way back in the Lincoln. Apollo days. Um, oh, yes. Ich bin ein Berliner. Yes, Kennedy. Yes, Kennedy. When he walked into the NASA office and asked the cleaner, what are you doing? And the cleaner said, I'm putting a man on the moon. Yeah, story, blah blah. Um, Great story. Anyway, I love that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, no, that, I love story. that story. And and that is that is all about sense of purpose. It is. But if you go here to the Lotus Speculos, which is now a international <laughs> famous brand, if you go there and you ask an employee, "What are you doing?" and he's just saying, "I'm baking cookies." So it's it's about the sense of purpose. 
I like that, but it feels very American to me. And therefore, we don't do anything that's American? No, of course not. I promise you, when we, guys, if you're listening, when we get to Vegas, he will not be allowed to say that, all right? He will not be allowed to imply that everything from America is not necessarily good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love bourbon. No, exactly. No, I, but I'm, it, 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 the whole sense of purpose, like I belong in this company. All right, here we go. Are you ready? So um, we both met at Atlas Copco. Yes. How long have you now been working for Atlas Copco? Five uh, years? Yeah, something Six like years? that. Yeah, on and off. And, and you like then, it, don't you? Um, yeah. Like, because you yeah. like the people. Yeah, yeah. yeah because they are motivated to create better compressors and stuff. Yes. All yes. Right. Okay. I, okay. I, I, okay. Okay. Yes, I see where you're coming from. I, yes. I, I think that, I, yes, the way you did it, and I think you're right. Yes, I'm putting a man on the moon. Can you just hold the dispense, President, please, while I sweep this floor? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I get that. that. The story is there. And yes, we've both worked for American companies and they are very emo- motivated about their organization. And yo, go, go, go. Uh, and that's how they work. If you go to Japan at the other end, you get these people that are dedicated to the company to the point of, you know, seriously, you know, scared of doing things wrong and formal. Uh, and we just happen to be the great Europeans in between the two. But it's just the way of working we are. So, I don't know, do Americans need this kind of motivation? Do we need this kind of motivation? I do not know. But that's the whole point of what we're talking about, isn't that's it? That's true. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And as once more, don't get me wrong, I love the fact that you can very clearly and visibly communicate your strategic goals to everyone in the company. I think that is very important if you really want to go somewhere. But that also makes your managers very important in creating the right objectives and key results and acting upon them. And, and I think that's exactly where I was going to go with this. I think that <clears throat> different yeah. people work different ways. True. Okay, so, you know... Um, if we if we take uh, I I know people that literally plan out their day, so it'll take me two hours to do that, half an hour to do that, three quarters of an hour to do that, do that, do that, and that's their day done. So if anything happens in their day, then um, they they're screwed. Yeah, because now the things that they promised to do they can't fit it in. So mm-hmm. you know I talk to someone and say, hey, can you do this and this? Oh, uh, Wednesday afternoon at two, I've got a slot, <clears throat> and I'm going, you know. I understand how that works for you. And I know lots of people that do that. I responded to a tweet the other day from, um, I can't remember the name of the lady, but she was saying, why can't my uh, Microsoft team tasks be given a time and allocate and build me that timetable and structure? And I kind of said, I get it, fully understand. But how does that drive innovation and change? If you have so much structure around, what do you do? Do you say, I'm going to think of a new idea at 2 o'clock. I better put it in my diary. You know? <laughs> and, and, and somebody else well, actually responded actually, to that. Actually, that is the time when I take a big afternoon <laughs> dump in the toilet. And that Clear is my brain. <laughs> where the best ideas are coming from. That is Written true. on the wall. Yes. On the, you know. um, but the, somebody did respond and say that what they do is they put a day aside. Yeah. All right. So 
on one end you have these people that are really structured about their hours me on the other hand i work on natural priorities so i kind of work out what i need to do i kind of work out what i'm motivated to do if something's not fully baked yet i might go for a walk in the garden until i've thought that one through and took it to the next stage um and that's just the way i work Mm -hmm. so an organization and this kind of structure has to be flexible enough to allow those to be able to manage those and that i think is what the value of this is is that it does not currently go down to the task and planner aspects of microsoft 365 yet so it goes down to the objectives it goes down to the way that it's going to be measured for success and it goes down to listing the initiatives and it goes down to listing what a department or team needs to do to support that initiative so that the department can say, yes, we've done 60% of that. And that 60% can then, you know, if 10 people are working on an initiative and they do all need to do something, it'll take the average marks and say, hey, this initiative 60%. And so the board can see that. And as those initiatives work up to the goals and objectives, that's good, which I should also say is very much the way that the safe, uh, agile at scale safe process also works with portfolios epics features and user stories so kind of works the same way but that then also goes down to the scrum level so i think the fact that it doesn't do that at the moment is of value however i do believe that it will be really good value if a task or a planner can be tied back to an initiative yes because then that allows you to actually do the calculations on resourcing and how much people are happy and whether we can afford to do these initiatives yeah so if we reverse this around it's true but this is because, the MVP. yeah because Remember, we this can this is only mvp that's true because we can reach for 50 percent more sales but what are the costs involved and do we have the resources for it yeah. and how are we going to do it so that brings me on to really where i kind of want to i'm not sure as to where i want to close with this but it's for me it's the big issue about all of this this is just the tool exactly it's the tool that also costs you by the way over five euros per user per month to use this so if you are going to go down this line guys get your budgets in place and and get yourself ready to rock and roll if you actually have the viva licenses so if you buy that 12 quid a month viva license 12 dollars 12 euros then i guess it's thrown in it's part of the process we're gonna to need to check all of that so certainly check on your licensing however if you're going to make this work you have to have full company buying from top to bottom yes otherwise it fails that is the challenge user adoption awareness desire to use it knowledge on how to use it then we get the analysis for the KRs. The of ability of the, the analysis. Yep. Yes. Uh-huh. So, yeah, <laughs> the ability and the analysis. Yeah. That's what the module is going to be called when we get to Vegas. Ability or analysis or yes. both. Yeah. All right. Um, but but it, unless you actually get that, you can't drive it from the top downwards. You can't just drive it from the bottom upwards. No. You really have to buy into this. And that, in my own mind, says it's not a tool that you can take instantly and start to implement it. No. Because you, first of all, you need to clearly outline your company's objectives. Do our managers have objectives? Where no, are we? Don't. Where do we want to go to? And if board, we have a few, should. the board should. If we have a few, then how does that translate into, yeah, 
team actions and team results and objectives and, and stuff like that. So I'm betting there's a ton of work for management consultants to come up with all these things. Or Viva Explorers. Or Viva Explorers. Then work for Viva the question Explorers. Is, is there a management framework to come up with these OKRs and make them smart? <laughs> so that they're Smart measurable OKRs. and, yeah, and yeah, stuff and like that, that kind of stuff. So, well, yeah, that, that's that's kind of my question. So it so. is a tool. You've got yes. to work out how you're going to use it. I, I've I've done this a few times. No, that's not true. I've done this only once, and I'm about to tell you what it is now. But if you basically just do a run through and say, "What are you doing today?" Oh, I have to write this piece of code to run this report. So you go to their manager. Do you know what John is doing? Um, yes, he's running a report because I've asked him to confirm that this is being done. Okay. You go to his manager and say, did you ask for this information and how are you going to use it? All right. And if you go, and then he says, yes, but it, very often he says, no. All right. Uh, or I might have asked for it, but I'm not sure what I'm going to use for it. And if you then go up there and you try and identify whether that stream really is adding any value to the organization. It's part of the lean thinking, following the process type of stuff. It's amazing how many dead ends you come to. Pipes oh, yeah. that have got yeah. taps turned off, pipes that are just open-end and spewing stuff out and wasting money. And, and that takes time. Yes. You know, managing the process for the supply chain took us probably about 14 or 18 months to actually get to the end-to-end. Yeah. Because of, of the interactions. If you think, uh, this was for a large uh, beer company in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. All right, the, I know that's just enough for a clue. Nobody will work it out at all. All right, But um, do you know they're buying whiskey? Yes. Yep, okay, good. All right, um, anyway, so uh, if you take the sand for the bottles or the, the aluminium for the cans and the grain and the blah, 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 but all the way through to delivering it to the bar and putting it in the fridge and collecting the money and everything else as a process. You can imagine that's a long thing to try and do. Oh, yeah. But not impossible in six or eight weeks, quite frankly, because you already know that it's running through at least one or two cycles at that point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when you start to link that into the process of managing the finances and budgeting for it and the process of supporting it and the process for buying and managing the supplies and the procurement, that's where your time goes and that's where it gets lost. Mm -hmm. So when somebody sets an objective at the board level, uh, I'm fairly certain there's a three or four month process of assessing what's involved in that process. So if you are going to do this, then somebody needs to sit down for a workshop day and go, okay, guy, do we gonna, are we going to get the value out of using this tool? And at what point and how are we going to get that value? Yeah. And also, what, about, what, what happens when your values change? When, for example, we get a COVID situation and everybody needs to do other things? Well, I think that if you've got the tool in operation and that, kind of thing happens you're prepared because you've got all the data you need oh that's true so you actually can turn around and say this initiative we're going to stop so now everybody working on that initiative needs to be redirected to something else so it actually if you get it set up there's real absolute value in this not as a resource management tool but as a tool for managing the 
you know, the the way the resources are being used and they're being directed within the organization. So if you need to say that project where we're going to create a new product or a new big upgrade, we're going to stop that because we've just had to send everybody home. Uh, or how can we continue it? So what are the steps that need to be done? I think if you get it in place, I think there's some, that's where the real value is. I think it's cool. Yeah. If I'm, overall, I do agree. I know you, we had this conversation earlier and you said, give me some spreadsheets. I can do it on a few spreadsheets. In some respects, you can. Um, but if you can do it on a tool that is more interactive, more connected, has potential to do automation, you know. Cost you five euros per user per month. Um, <laughs> I'll give you an example of how no. that cost is calculated. This, yeah, and yeah. it's a live one that I'm working on at the moment. So um, I have some users that have got uh, F1 licenses, F3 mm -hmm. licenses, and we're migrating them from on-premise to into the cloud. But with an F3 license, do you know how much email you can have? Two gigabytes? Absolutely. Five? Yeah. Two gigabytes mm -hmm. and no archiving. No. So anybody with over two gigabytes, the migration tool won't migrate. So yep. there's a price to upgrade these people. I don't know what the price is, but let's assume it's 50 grand mm -hmm. to give everybody an appropriate E-level license to do what you need to do. It's a lot of money to spend. Mm -hmm. But how quickly will you spend that money if you say to those 500 people, you need to start deleting your emails? So now you've got a whole program to build, to communicate, to give them information, motivate them, talk to them, track them, blah, blah, blah. Your 50 grand is going to disappear in no time at all. Admittedly, it's a 50 grand on cost, but you're already paying for some licenses. So there's a difference. So, I, I, yeah, you need to look at it very carefully about what time costs you within the organization yep. mm -hmm. uh, before you kind of make those sort of slim decisions so-called sure. smart decisions yes. so there you go there's our view on you know goals from mr viva himself there is one thing i really 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 like about it i like the logo yes the logo is really cool and curvy and, yeah. and stuff yeah so it's new it's just been released i think there is a niche in the market for all of this um and you said about what's in it for me but now when you talk to the directors of the organization and they say, why are we going to the cloud, to Microsoft 365? Oh, because we need to make 50% more widgets and we need to cut down the costs. So and now these... you can track those and yeah. monitor them. So when exactly. you say, what's in it for me? This product gives something to everybody in the organization at all the levels from top to bottom. Yeah. And, if you, and when Microsoft get on top of this and they start building it into all the other kinds of tools and processes we have. I think it's going to be a big thing. But start thinking about it now and start putting that structure in about you know what you need to do because it is going to be a big thing. It's going to touch so many different things. There we go. Launch day. Watch out for the space bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Cool. So how well far done, in Ryan. are we? We're enough in to start drinking a whiskey. Okay, good, 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 good. All right, so let me tell you why Moraine takes this bottle While and some glasses. While I pour some glasses in. Where this came from. So I've been looking at a distillery for a while called Penderin, P-E-N-D-R-Y-N. It's in the Brecon Beacons area of Wales, which is absolutely beautiful. 
Brecon Beacons area of Wales. North of Cardiff, south, middle, Wales. All right. Um, anyway. And so I'd heard about this. I'd been told a few few times by a few people, it's worth drinking and away you go. So I, I arrived in Cardiff, um, of which I hadn't been to for 30-odd years, and went to look for some old haunts and uh, particularly a whiskey bar I found a great little hotel that used to be a, a, a shipping office 150 years ago and it was amazing and there was the bottle of penderin so I went okay I want to try that please mm-hmm. and I was somewhat disappointed is a strong word but I was unimpressed okay unimpressed mm-hmm. and, and I'd said to my family what I want to do is go to a distillery and this is the distillery I want to go to and I immediately went no I'm not going to do that all right, but anyway, when we were in Cardiff wandering around, I came across a great place called Wally's Liquor Cellar. Okay, that's the name of the shop. Okay, Wally's Liquor Cellar. If you've not been to Cardiff everywhere, and most of you, of course, probably have or you have not, but it's a fabulous city for walking around. It's got lots of still of the old kind of medieval alleyways and and things oh, set nice. up. And going down one of these, there was Wally's Liquor Cellar, and Matthew Webster was the manager of the store and we had a great conversation because there's a sign outside the door that says 250 different whiskies. So okay. I, I unromantically let go of my lady's hand. She went, I know, off you go. And, <laughs> and I lost myself for 40 minutes in there. And I was explaining to him nice. that I was kind of disappointed that this Welsh whiskey and he went, yeah, I kind of get it. I understand. But they have got a project where they're doing 50 special whiskies over a long period of time and they just issued number eight and he said i'm going to give you your third whiskey and let's hopefully this will change your mind and this is it it's called the hereth uh, yes uh, it's the eighth one from their 50 range mm-hmm. and uh i was so impressed i bought the company well the bottle oh well the bottle, bottle. yes yes so yes so that's what we're we are drinking we are drinking um hereth hereth Okay, cool. And of course, I have to find it now. I had it earlier. Oh. And Color is beautiful, light yellow. It's not very dark, so I'm guessing this hasn't seen any sherry. No, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not a particular length of time. Uh, this one's been done in an ex-bourbon barrel, so okay. it's been redone yeah. in a, in a, a recut bourbon barrel. Uh, they call them the Icons of Wales series. They're limited edition, by the way. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you are interested in any of this, go. And the bottles are great. They're, this one's gold with a, the Welsh dragon on it, which is Yeah, fabulous. it's a beautiful it bottle. It is a beautiful yeah. bottle. Uh, although it's too big to go on a shelf. It's one of those tall ones. Oh, that always no. Get in the way, but that's yeah. fine. So what do, we, what do we actually get? Well, it's a subtle whiskey, isn't it, on the nose? It is, yeah. It's, uh, they talk about um, elegant and floral with oak notes. I get the oak very much. Yeah, I, I get the floral up. thing. There's a little citrus in there as well. Yeah. They talk about citrus peel, and I think that's right. It's kind of a, yeah. a narrow yeah, yeah, nose yeah. on that citrus, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so from that perspective, it was nice. I remember when I tasted it. Get a little bit of mint, but not really mint. Something. No, uh, I think it's lime. Yeah, but something fresh. Lime Might be fresh. the Yes, but different fresh. All right, not lime fresh. <laughs> I'm going to taste this. Yeah. Go in. Now, I've tasted it before. So of I course. Yes, getting. you did. Yes. Uh, I love this. I think it's it's a little chewable. 
Um, it's very much grapes and raisins on the on the back of the tongue, so it's quite fruity and uh, and a little sweet. Um, and uh, I quite like that bite on the finish. Yeah, it's kind of got that. Um, they Real say wooden, soft honey, but it's not really a wooden bite. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, mm. very nice on the side of the tongue. It's not chilly. It's it's quite a smooth bite, but it's uh, it's a smooth whiskey for an, for a non-age statement whiskey. It is very smooth. Mm. Yes, it's not a real thinker's whiskey. No. It's not a real drinker's whiskey. It's somewhere in between. Yeah, and I've got a feeling that's what they're trying to do with it. It's a bit yeah. of an experimentation. Um, <clears throat> and the name Hireth, when it's translated uh, into... Uh, from Welsh into English is difficult to do, but it's kind of they're, they're trying to imply the the place that you can't get to. You know, it's kind of a, oh. not, not exactly a dream world. It's having been home but not being able to go back home, kind of thing. Um, so, uh, what is that? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 It's not utopia, but it's no it's somewhere in between. Isn't. Yeah. It, it won some awards in 2022. It actually uh, won a gold award for the uh, the New World Whiskey at uh, the festival. So oh, you've got a drop of water there. I was going to say I've got the... Just a tiny drop. I'm going to guess it will bring out some of the nose. It, will bring, it brings out yeah, the nose. It does, yeah, you're right. Oh, very much more florals. More yeah, yeah, yeah. Rye more, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's actually quite nice. It's very sweet though, isn't it? On the nose, once you drop the water in, it's like it's like chewy sweets. It's like toffee, not vanilla sweet, no. but fruity sweet. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like that's that little fruity candy. Yeah. Oh, that actually improves that quite a lot, and it doesn't diminish diminish the harsh bite at the end. No, you still get a kick. Yeah. There's our advice. Drop a nice. drop of water in there. You've got two whiskies for the price of one. It's only 46%. It's not cash strength or anything else along those mm. lines. Good. Awesome. Brilliant. There we go. Bit of Welsh whiskey. Is it the first Welsh whiskey we've had? I think it might be. I think so. You know, there's two things that we have to do for eight weeks' time, six weeks' time now. Uh-huh. One is we need a new theme tune. Yes. And second, we need to decide what whiskey we're going to drink on the Oh, hundreds. yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Well, okay. one to consider, one to consider. Yeah. Well, I kind of enjoyed this. I know, I know yes. that it's a, an unusual subject for us. It's governance, of course, and, and delivery and the things you need to consider around the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's just see where this sort of Eva goals goes to. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see where this leads to. Yeah. There's a whole new program of course for viva supporters microsoft are bringing together mm-hmm. a kind of uh, a viva pack of users to be able to keep them updated and informed um so look out for that if you're if you're really into looking at viva um and again do a hashtag viva explorers on twitter and and catch kelly uh, kevin his crew um and uh you know in their uh viva names mr Bon vivant. Bon vivant. Okay. Um, But I think the key words here are transparency. I think that's the key thing that will drive people to this. The ability to actually see very easily without having to create a bunch of pages and stuff to drive it, that actually what we're trying to achieve and why and how we're achieving it so we get to see those key results 
uh, and all those kinds of things. Um, and yes, do we need more purpose in our lives? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. That's mm. potentially something we'll have to kind of work yeah. out exactly. whether we do. All right, good. Uh, we're going to call this one. It'd be an interesting title. Hmm. I have to play around with Viva Goals in a title. Yeah. Well, you'll find out now okay. because you guys listening to this have already looking at your phone going, is that what they came up with? A stupid <laughs> is that title. All? <laughs> is that all? Is that it? All right, look. Uh, we hope you're having a great holiday. Uh, this is August. It's going to be a hot week. So by the time we get to next weekend, you're probably glad that it's a bit cooler. And yeah. uh, it's a quiet time because there's no Grand Prix now for a whole month. <gasps> really? Yeah, summertime. Oh, no. It was a great weekend this weekend to watch the Hungry Grand Prix when yeah. you were coming back from holiday. It was uh, really quite good fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no Grand Prix. Um, got some workshops to write and get those ready for the South Coast Summit. So, please, guys, we'll send some links out for that. Register for the South Coast Summit if you're in the UK. Come and see us. The workshop will be fun. Yes. Um, you will take lots and lots and lots of things away with you. Our objective is to be very, very practical. Yes, and uh, lots of examples on how people have delivered adoption and change, what's worked, what hasn't changed, um, and if you're really, really nice, you get to play with some Lego. Yep. All right, so it's definitely going to be an interactive session. Um, so there you go. I think that's it, really. Yeah, because it's autumn bothered, and and I have an awesome. Uh, small cask whiskey that you should taste before yes. we go. Guys, we tasted Welsh whiskey. We talked Viva Goals, general, generally available today. You need to get the licenses to use it. Uh, but there are some 60-day trial licenses yep. available. So if you talk to your Microsoft reseller, I am absolutely certain uh, that they will be able to give you some temporary licenses so you can actually give it a try. But be warned, the Office 365 distilled guys are telling you that this is not a small thing to launch and get into uh, and really, really make sure your sea levels and below uh, are into a tool that will allow their kind of goals, objectives to be made available to the organization. And that's what they actually want. Otherwise, move on to something more fun. <laughs> That's your objective for this week. <laughs> Move on to something fun. Yes. All right. All right. Thank you, dear listeners. Thank you, Steve, as always. And uh, see you all on the next episode. We are not millennials. We are mature. Steve may be more than Maren. Maturing the business like whiskey in a barrel.